0: there welcome back to the show what show is it 30 30
1: and dying
0: you're dying and today one of us dying with us i'm clarissa i'm courtney and someone else is here to join our deathbed. Tyler Wachowski is here as our guest. Tyler, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
2: I am fantastic. I am um, just enjoying the RV life. We've been on the road for about a um, a week now. And we'll be headed back to our house tomorrow until we get it sold.
0: Fingers crossed. So you've got a lot going on. Um, that's part of what we're talking about today. Tyler's living the road life and has done what I think every six sad millennial has dreamed about in those terrible days at the corporate work job and just like taking it all out and doing something new and you're doing something new yeah uh so that's what we're going to talk about today so for people who don't know you um why don't you give us a little little introduction of who tyler is
2: Yeah, so I am uh, first and foremost a mental health advocate and author. I started writing. um, uh, I've been writing for as long as I can remember, but I published my first book in 2019. I've published two since, and all of my books have some kind of mental health aspect to it. Back in 2022, uh, 2021, late 2021, early 2022, uh, we started a publishing company, my wife and I, along with a couple of friends of mine, Kelsey Ann Lovelady, uh, Aaron Jolly, and Victoria Moxley. And we've had a book come out just about every month since June of 2022. We've got a full lineup planned for 2023, including Clarissa's book, Cafe Vengeance, in October. Oh, thank you. Of course, we're so excited about that one, and I think she's getting ready to start on the cover with our cover designer, so I should have a sneak preview of how that's going to look before too long. I've had a couple of podcasts in my days, including The Dark and Veil Universe, Back Porch Parlay, and currently I'm on the Cook the Books podcast, which is uh, in conjunction with Tea with Coffee Media. I've also done some blogging, mental health blogging, and right now I'm doing travel blogging um, based on my journey with the RV and our travel um, after we sell the house.
0: So we're going to talk about all that today, especially the, the travel blogging and the kind of doing something different out on the RV life, because when I heard you were doing that, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever and the dream, but also I'm sure it was like a really difficult decision to make. I mean, I think about doing it all the time, but I've never put pen to paper on it so definitely something yeah. i think a lot of people would be interested in um so we're gonna get into all that today it's gonna be a great episode but you know what we got to do first
1: we gotta go we gotta go back in time back in time all right. all
0: right where are we courtney
1: 2010
0: quite a time what what was going on for you
1: um a classic year for us I graduated high school. I was st- still working at movie theater. Love that. Um,
0: Nothing really... I started college. I mean, that's exciting.
1: Yeah. I actually like lived on campus my first year. Dorm life. Dorm life. So I moved into my dorm, did all that fun stuff. You know, just li- living a life.
0: Living a life. So 2010, I mean, I think we met in 2010 or 2011, because that's when I started at the movie theater. Yeah? Somewhere in there. I was about 16. Or no, that's not right. Is it?
1: Um, I, I don't mean, know I mean, in anything. 2010 I turned 20, I think. No, 19? 19.
0: So, so yeah, I was like 16. Oh my Maybe? god, I did it first try. I think. I was 16-ish. I was in high school. I had my first job. And social media was a thing. And I I didn't know how to do it. I had some really cringe stuff. I'm assuming you did too.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, There's actually something something funny happened that i had posted about nothing like getting a flat tire and having some random drunk guy on the side of the road help you fix it felt like a horror film thank god nothing bad happened because we made it home safe
0: oh my god so the fact that you're still alive so like it was so i
1: was remember how like my grandma had like a river lot and i was coming home from the river but my tire i guess had popped like right as i was getting out of like the the park huh. so there was like this house on like the corner right next to like the the park that we had the trailer at and a guy like came out like it was not just me it was like my cousin was in the car and there was a couple of us so it wasn't like i wasn't alone
0: and i mean that's comes, good i guess he
1: comes with a beer in his hand and was like you need some help and i'm like i mean yeah kinda <laughs>
0: i would have been like absolutely not sir
1: well like i called my grandma and my grandma comes driving the golf cart to us and so she like comes in at the like kind of end of it but like he used fix a flat and like he fixed my tire in enough time so like i could actually drive and get new tires
0: well i mean i guess that's good yeah it was live to tell the tale it
1: was a moment and um i got four new tires like a day later
0: i mean sounds like you needed them that also sounds like a great horror novel beginning i'm just saying i mean yeah, tyler I, mean, I don't know
1: if either of you want to write that i can yeah. tell you my experiences <laughs> yeah,
0: i think uh i think
2: we should we should sit down and have this conversation <laughs>
0: yeah let's uh let's have a working group after this. Yeah. true crime um well that's i mean i'm glad you made it out alive that's good and um, now however many years what year is it right now i don't even know anymore 13 years later i
1: need four new tires years
0: yeah nothing's changed
1: (laughs) nothing's changed (laughs) um i was mainly just talking about like college like graduating high school and like going to college it wasn't super cringy i think my cringiest time was like 12 13 that was when i was like really wrapped
0: up in someone you know what i mean so when the relationship happened
1: well the relationship was starting to happen in 2010
0: but it actually i think it started happening
1: in 2009 let's be honest
0: Oh, man. Well, speaking of toxic relationships, Tyler, you really set the bar on this one, because when we talked before this, you told me that a lot of your posts, your cringy posts were relationship centric. Ooh,
2: Yeah, so I got into a relationship with this girl the end of 2009. And so by mid 2010, the honeymoon phase was over. Mm-hmm. and i was posting things like um one day i would say is it crazy to believe in forever not when we have a love as strong as ours <laughs> and the very next day okay. i said let's hope for the best i want to stay with my baby i can't lose
0: her again <laughs> sorry the very <laughs> yeah. next day the very next oh day. it yeah. sounds just like me <laughs> it does yeah. that's why i was like that this tracks welcome to the bad relationship podcast in some ways. And then um, we got
2: like August 6th where I posted 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 back-to-back statuses ooh. about our uh, our fight that we were going through because oh. she cheated on me for the first time <gasps> of 24 times.
1: Whoa, so, 24?
2: Yeah. yeah, I let her get away oh, with this it. Was yeah, it, it was toxic. It sounds just really
0: like, really like Bob. <laughs> this is the female Bob.
2: This is. It's, it seems her like her name starts with a B. So, bobette No, not <laughs> Bobette. Yeah, let's go with Bobette. We're gonna bobette. go.
0: Bobette. Let's go with Bobette. Bridget.
2: Bridget just sounds. Ugh. I mean Bridget Jones. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of.
0: So, can we get a taste of the the eight back to backs? 'Cause Because that sounds like a rage post. <clears throat> yeah, sure. You don't got to give us all eight if you don't want to, but I need to oh, know no. you. Because I'm God. giving you all eight. Yes. Hit me. Okay. Top eight.
2: What's wrong with me? I can't <laughs> believe this. I hate you yet. I love you. I hope what I'm getting ready to do is the right decision. I love her. I really do. She's mine and no one else's. She has not, <laughs> is not, and will not cheat on me. I can't wait till school starts. I need things to be like they were back when.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. Amazing. It was bad. It was... It uh, sounds I was, bad.
2: I was. I was very wrapped up in this girl. I think she was like my first long term girlfriend and uh, so like after we were together for like a year I was like oh my god I'm so in love you know this is this, it. Yeah, like ninth, tenth grade, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, you know, it is what it so is. So you were pretty young then. Yeah, I was Ninth Tenth Grade. F- Fifteen, sixteen years old.
0: Okay. So oh we so were about you guys you
1: guys are close in age then?
0: Yeah. Huh, all right. I thought we were but I wasn't a hundred percent um well just call me so, grandma. Yeah that's pre- just call my grandma well i mean my god though that was i I see what you mean though because when you get into it, if you're in a relationship at that age for like that long it does probably start to feel like this is the person there Mm -hmm. cannot be anyone else because everything feels so intense and forever at you know 15 16 like we've all been there and i was with her through like
2: my senior year we broke up halfway through my senior year so like it was, I never really got to experience the whole dating life because it was always just her. So all oh. I knew after that was being cheated on 24 times. So I was like, oh yeah, this is
0: normal. This is great. This is fine. Courtney. So. Oh, I, oh I feel that. This one. Bob and Bobette. <laughs> well, those are some bangers. I was like the biggest, I, I was a late bloomer. Like I cannot relate. I didn't start having relationships and getting into all the vibes until I was like in my late teens, pretty much 20 so my stuff was a lot more virgin cringe Hmm. um uh i was like pretentious as hell like i really thought that i was special and interesting and i was i was posting stuff about it and one of the things that i was like super interested in that i i really don't know why i thought this was a flex not like it's bad i was very into like the x games and extreme sports (laughs) and i posted about it all the time. Watching the X Games non-stop, lols. I don't know why that's funny, but I posted it. Um, With the Z, right? Yeah, lols with the Z. Obviously, yeah. there's no yeah. other way to post lols. Duh. Just convinced my mom to buy me Wheaties because Sean White was on the box. <laughs> I know, what. what's wrong with me? It's right? not even a good cereal. <laughs> I know, it sucks, but Sean White was on it. And I had another one about, like, watching the winter Dew do- tour which is snowboarding. It's like It's like X Games in the winter. Um, I don't know why I was so obsessed with this and why I thought anybody cared, but I really thought it made me, like, interesting and unique and fun, and it's like, I hate that for me.
1: I watched the I'm X Games, so... and I play Call of Duty.
0: I'm not like other girls.
1: <laughs> I
0: like skateboards. I've never been on a skateboard in my life. Actually, one time, but I rolled right into traffic. And, nice. Yeah, Not nice enough, because I'm still here, but I tried. <laughs> Um, and then the only other thing that I think is relevant, I mean, I had a lot of just like really ridiculous posts that nobody cared about, but um, my profile picture for a while was Jigglypuff, my favorite Pokemon. So that has been a long standing thing.
2: Whenever everybody was changing their profile pictures to Pokemon because I changed mine. It was to a trend. Yes, I changed mine to Arcanine.
0: Okay, yeah, mine was, and mine was it for like long past the trend.
2: Yeah, uh, but i
0: too. it was part of the trend, for sure. I remember that being a thing. Mine was Jigglypuff, and, you know, still would. Identify more as a Jigglypuff now than I did then. I identify as a Snorlax uh, now. That's yeah, fair. I, I get feel that. that. I just, you know, I'm jigglier, I'm puffier. I sing when <laughs> no one wants me to. I'm a Jigglypuff. I'm um, a
1: Hufflepuff. <laughs> see what I did Different thing.
0: I know. I see what you did. You see what I did. Well. <laughs> You're listening to 30, Dirty, and Dying. If you're in your late 20s and your early 30s and don't quite feel like an adult, but you certainly don't feel like a kid anymore, you may have found the right podcast. Every week we wade through our own existential crisis and figure out what life is supposed to look like on this side of 30 and relive some of our favorite memories from years gone by. We'd love to have you along for the ride, so make sure you follow and find us on social media at 3030anddine to keep up with what we're doing next. Well, welcome back to the future. (laughs) and i don't know how else to segue it uh and we're gonna talk to tyler about what it's like to be you know a millennial who is struggling like the rest of us and decided to do something big about it so let's get into it
1: all right so first question that we have for you um what made you and your wife decide that this remote traveling life was the was the next phase for you guys
2: I was thirty dirty and dying and decided <laughs> yeah. to do something about it. Um, you know, I think we had just got stuck in a life of monotony and everything was focused on everybody else around us. We've I've been in the same spot for 29 years. I've lived in the same town. I haven't moved out and, you know, even whenever I went to college, I went 5 minutes away from my house. So, it wasn't like I explored the world. And when me and Gracie met back in 2015, we started traveling for our anniversary. We would go to a different state every year and it just kind of stuck. And after the eighth year, we were like, why don't we just do this, you know, full time? We're not happy anymore where we are. We kind of some things happened where I felt like the black sheep of my family and realized that, you know, maybe the family that I was building and tried to take care of wasn't What was really holding me back, it was just a sense of belonging that was holding me back. So I broke free of that, and we didn't even ask anybody else's opinion. We just talked to each other, and we said, this is what we're going to do, and we started telling people. Um,
0: And that's just kind of how it went. I feel like everybody has wanted to do that at some point, but then to actually do it, especially with a partner, I feel like, you know, I ran around in in my early like in my college days, in my early twenties, and moved and did all kinds of stuff. But I was unattached. As, was it complicated to make that kind of decision as a as a unit, as a couple, or were you guys like on the same page the whole way through? Um,
2: I think we've been on the same page the whole way through. You know, we we started looking for an RV um, back in November, October of 2022 and um, we were just we wanted something small that we could travel in occasionally so that we could save money on hotels and stuff and Mm -hmm. we came across a really good deal and I was like you know I can't not buy this because the asking price was half of what the insurance company valued to that so it was a hell of a deal and I couldn't pass it up so we bought it and then We waited forever on the tags to get in because the tags got lost. And so it gave us a lot of time to, you know, spend time fixing the RV, how we wanted it and getting everything right. And so by the time it came to us talking about even doing this, we both had kind of I had been thinking about it for months. And once I brought it up to her, she was like, this is this is it. This is what we need to do and we both work remotely and that's I think that's a great thing about you know I know COVID kind of sucked but aside from the sucking part we had some good things come out of it like people staying farther away from you and not getting in my personal space (laughs) but also you know um, remote work I, I think a lot of businesses saw that you could do that more and Gracie was working remotely before COVID and I started working remotely after COVID and everything just kind of lined up for us. And whenever we came, whenever I talked to her about it for the first time, she was on board. So it really wasn't that hard for us to, she's, she is very much a uh, one that likes to travel the world too. She wanted to move and I wanted to stay here when we first, whenever she graduated college and, we finally decided on buying a house and seeing how it worked. And obviously it didn't work, but it was a good investment because now here we are three years later and our house is worth two times what we paid for it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we got lucky along the way, um, made the right decisions at the right time. And, We got really lucky with getting to where we are. But yeah, as far as the decision, I mean, I think it was kind of a natural, this is what we want to do. And there wasn't much thinking. I mean, from the time I talked to her, from the time to the time we put our house on the market was less than a month.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Logistics of downsizing. Like, was that difficult? Like you, you have a house, you have things in your house. What were the logistics of downsizing and like getting rid of your stuff like what did you decide to keep
2: so we have um i'm really bad about holding on to things and keeping an emotional attachment to things so gracie went through all of our stuff and she was basically like gave me an option of do you want to keep this or do you want to sell this and then some things she just automatically threw in the sell pile so we've pretty much cleared out and we got a, sto- a small storage unit, a little 10 by 10 storage unit, um, $75 a month. But in the grand scheme of things, whenever you're paying $1,200 for a mortgage and you're getting rid of your mortgage and going to, you know, that $75 isn't really that big of a deal anymore. So yeah, we were have. able, yeah, we were able to downsize most of our stuff and fit it into a storage unit. And. Sell everything else. Most of the stuff that we kept is either valuable and we didn't want to sell it yet. Like, I used to be a big comic book nerd whenever I was, um, in high school and stuff, and I've got thousands of comics, and I was like, I'm not getting rid of those yet. Like, you know, those are, could be valuable one day. So we kept those. Um, I've got like some antiques from my grandparents, like their first, um, First ever entertainment center that they bought, and I was like, "I'm not getting rid of that. I'm gonna keep that because that's something special." And we're gonna keep our mattress just in case we ever, because it's a king size mattress, and in RVs you're hard pressed to find a king size. So we went from a king size to a queen size, and Mm. yeah, it's not fun. Not we all know. We all were like, "Oh no!" Not with two dogs.
0: Oh oh, big dogs are small dogs. I mean, great
2: dogs. They're they're.
0: German shepherd mixes so oh, big dogs. So big dogs. <laughs> yeah. I um, I do feel like that's that's a good like because it it seems trivial, right? Like oh just all my stuff. But like it, when you accumulate stuff and you have a house and you have like a life, it probably does feel more like a a big shift to even just get rid of stuff or to downsize that much. So I mean, I think that is something that a lot of people you know deal with when it comes to making that decision. Yeah. Like what do I do? How do I even take my 1500 square feet or whatever of house into an RV or even just a smaller place it's it seems
1: yeah I have a problem with just like getting rid of things to find space in our house you know what I mean yeah like (laughs) I I am I also keep things because they have sentimental value to me and like I I don't want to, it's just everywhere. Stuff is everywhere. And like, I want to get rid of it. But at this point, I'm too overwhelmed.
2: Yeah, I think I was at that point too, where we just had so much stuff and we just kept compiling more stuff. And I was like, I just don't have the energy to go through it. Mm -mm. And I would say I'm lucky to have Gracie because she went through, really, whenever I say she went through the majority of our stuff, she went through 95% of the stuff through our house and said this is what we're keeping, this is what we're getting rid of, this is what you have an option to keep. So, she, I mean, she was very, she's very much, she doesn't have an attachment to very many things, so she's easier to let go of things, so she prevents me from getting onto, um, hoarders.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my hu- my husband's just like me, so we have lots of things, and we, neither of us want to get rid of them. <laughs> You're listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, the show where two sick, sad millennials who just happen to be best friends talk through life on this side of 30. Find us on social media at 30 Dirty and Dying to join the conversation. Now back to the show.
0: have you been doing it, now that you've been on the road, like what are some of the great parts that you've been like, this is, I love that we did this. And what are some of the parts that you're like, I miss my house? You know, is there any kind of balance in that? And, And what's good about it? What's bad about it? Yeah. So I've
2: really, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we've been on the road since, um, last Saturday. We've been in Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is right by the border of Virginia. Um, if you're familiar with the Andy Griffith show, it's where Mayberry, mm-hmm. it's what Mayberry was made after. Hmm. Um, okay. So we came up here to see her family, but I mean, it's been amazing. Like it feel we've been able to, sit down and spend more time together because we're in a smaller space. So we sit at the kitchen table or I sit at the kitchen table and she lays in bed and I can lean over and look at her and say, Hey, how are you doing? And, you know, we can just have a conversation from opposite sides of the RV and be able to connect with each other on a deeper level. And that to me has been, we've had more deeper conversations this last week than we've had in probably two years. We've spent more time and played more games together than we have in two years. I mean, our lives just got way too complicated and way too convoluted with other people that we had lost sight of each other. And now being in this space together and on this new journey together, we've been able to connect in a whole new different level. And spending time with my dogs, waking up somewhere that is different. You know, once we start traveling full time, we'll stay in places for a week or two at a time. So being able to wake up every other week in a new place and look at new scenery is just something that really excites me. I mean, I feel revitalized, as amazing as that sounds. Um, You know, I just I feel like a new person. Um, I'm. I'm on a lot of medicine. I'm on about 10 medications for mental health, mental illness issues. And a couple of days, I've just been so busy and so preoccupied that I forgot to take my medicine. And normally that sends me in a downward spiral and I can't get out of it for two or three days. But this time, like, I didn't feel it. It was just, I didn't take my medicine and I remembered the next day and I would take my dosage for that day, but I felt fine and I haven't felt like that in so long. Like I said earlier, about the only thing I miss about the house is having a bigger bed. Hmm. Um, You know, I mean, even the small space, I thought I was going to have to adjust to and I really haven't. And we've got a small TV in our bedroom in the RV that we've decided to get rid of right now. We've got, uh, 55 inch tv in our bedroom at the house so you know we're downsizing and getting rid of tvs in the bedroom to make that our space again and get rid of any distractions so we've we've already made a lot of decisions that are bettering our relationship and bettering us as people and i think that was the big thing about what we wanted to do this for was to better ourselves as people and as a couple
1: wow did you think that? that change in like your your mental health would be would happen so quick?
2: No. I had no idea that my mental health would be such a drastic improvement. Um, you know, I I figured that eventually over time it would be an improvement and I would be in a better place mentally, but for this to be our first trip, I never would have expected not spiral after forgetting to take my medicine. I mean, after You've been on medicine for 15 years. You come to expect what happens whenever you forget to take your medicine. And just not spiraling was an amazing feeling. You know, I'm not saying that I'm going to stop taking my medicine completely. But maybe one day with this journey, I can cut down on some of my medication and not be taking 10 medications.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting like, I mean, you and I, if we talked about mental health, I definitely wanted to ask you about mental health. I mean, to see that much of a drastic change. Was there a lot about like, I want to change this for my mental health. I want to change my lifestyle. Part of that go into the decision to do this or, or was that just like a fun side effect that you didn't expect? Like, cause I know with me, like I've had a lot of mental health struggles and sometimes it feels like all you can do is just change everything and maybe that'll stick. So is that kind of how you felt going into this new phase?
2: No. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, that was a big thing was I felt so stuck and waking up in a new er waking up in the same environment every day was just so depressing. And I knew I needed to make some kind of change. And, you know, I mentioned earlier the issues that I had with my family a couple months ago, and that really took a toll on my mental health. And I was like, I've got to do something. I can't let this kind of stuff continue to drag me down and destroy me because I'm not happy anymore. And my happiness, you know, correlate, I'm like everybody else's correlates a lot with their mental health and how their mental illness is doing. And I knew the suffering being where I was at. So I knew I needed some kind of change. The idea originally started as moving to another state and then it developed into traveling full time. So originally I had wanted to move to another state. I was going to move to Colorado for my mental health, but we kind of pivoted and we were like, wouldn't it be more fun to travel full time? And I was like, yeah, because then I break that cycle of waking up to the same environment every day and getting depressed and, you know, feeling like I'm stuck. Now I feel like I'm free and I'm, and you know, Clarissa, you've seen me say this before, but my whole goal for this year is to become a phoenix and rise from the ashes. And that's kind of how I feel like this way is going so far.
0: I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean even,
1: even if you did decide to just move to Colorado, you would, it would be great at first, but you might end up back into that rut. So making that decision to just like keep traveling and doing what you love is probably way more helpful than just moving.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, the monotony of it that you said, I mean, obviously we know how you feel. We, Mm -hmm. we talk about it every freaking week in some capacity. Like I think it's something a lot of people around our age are dealing with, um, regardless of their, of their situation or their, their mental health. I mean, everybody's different in that capacity, but like the monotony is very real and it's very crippling sometimes like to just do the same thing and to feel like you can't get ahead and you can't make a change. You know, it, it, it can kind of like really bring you down, no matter what your circumstances are, and make you feel stuck, like that rut. I mean, Courtney and I—we've talked about being in a rut just from that level of monotony and apathy, and it's—I mean, it is killer. You're right; it it really does drive you to some weird places.
2: Yeah, and I had to I had to break out of that because you know I'm I'm bipolar, have depression and anxiety, um, OCD. I mean. I could probably go on for days about my mental illness, but it's one of those things where you've got to find your escape. You've got to find the way that you can cope with your mental illness. And, you know, I hear people all the time talk about they're ashamed of their mental illness because they have to take medication or because they feel like it makes them different. But I'm like, you know, it's no different than somebody with diabetes having to alter their lifestyle to Mm -hmm. live a better lifestyle. That's all you're doing as someone with mental illness is You're altering your lifestyle for an illness. I mean, it doesn't make you any weaker or any different of a person. It's just a different type of illness. Being able to make those adjustments to your lifestyle for what better helps your health is something that is really, really important to me.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely get that. And I think, you know, everybody's different. I think that too, like like the way you're doing this Might not work for everybody, but the way, you know, a a change is a change. And sometimes we've all got to make changes in order to, you know, enrich our lives a little bit more or thrive or just like keep going. Because sometimes it really does get to the point where you feel like you cannot keep going. So whatever you've got to do to keep going, I mean, within the realm of legality, do it. You know, that's I think that's what it comes down to on on my end. Like, just do what you got to do to stay here and and be as close to happy as you can get. So I was
1: going to say, were you like scared at all? That it it wouldn't work the
0: way that you had hoped? Yeah, it's got to be a little terrifying, right? Come on. I know this is all inspirational, but (laughs) it's got to be a little terrifying.
2: So, yeah, you know, once I started talking to some of my family and time went on, there was, like, little parts of me that was like, do I really want to leave my family? Do I really want to leave, you know, sell this house and travel? And, yeah, it was a little scary at first, and you know of course we've got an older rig it's a 2008 so it's what 15 years old 16 years old so it's not you know perfect but we ran into a couple issues um which one of them was my fault i forgot to put on the pressure regulator and blew out three pipes on Ooh. our rv so we had massive water leaks and had to turn uh-huh. off the water for the first 3 days but you know that was an expensive lesson and you know, you know, whenever you've got a mental illness, whenever you come across lessons that cost you almost a thousand dollars, you get really depressed and
0: you really. I don't even know if to- that's mental illness specific. That's, no, yeah. people. I, that's just like, yeah. oh, a thousand dollars. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Yikes.
2: So I really, you know, but even after that, I was like, OK, I learned my lesson. I'm good. Like, I, I'm telling you, whenever I say that I've been the happiest I've been. I really have. Even the lessons that I'm learning, I'm taking in stride and taking them as good lessons because I'm like, I could have been somewhere without showers. They've got really nice showers at this campground. Our family is close by, so we've been able to use their house for showers and the bathroom and things like that. And we had a mobile mechanic who was the cheapest in North Carolina. And he came to us and fixed it in a day. So you know, we while yeah, I had to learn some lessons and they were expensive lessons. You know, I it could have been worse. Like you know, being able to escape that and look past the negatives and see the positives has been something amazing for me. But yeah, whenever before we took this first trip, and then driving the RV, whenever we took off because it was the first time I drove the RV. Whenever we came up here, Gracie's been driving it most. Um, so it was raining and I had to take a U-turn and a sharp curve and slam on brakes all within 15 minutes of leaving my house. So I had to do everything. Yeah. Everything that I was afraid of doing while I drove the RV, I did within the first 15 minutes. So the rest of the four hours was smooth sailing.
1: I would have quit. I'd be like, Nope, I'm not driving anymore. I'm done.
0: (laughs) Courtney's a passenger princess, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um,
0: but no, I mean, I think that's an interesting point, though. Like, so many so many people want to make a big change, right? But then when it comes down to actually brass tacks and doing it, it's like, it's scary. I don't know if I can do it. But, yeah. I mean, you just named, like, three, five, three to five things in the first 15 minutes that you were like, I'm terrified to do and I don't want to do it. But you figure it out. I mean, if you make the choice to make a change and do something, whether it's big or small you'll figure it out. Everybody, you will figure it out. And I yeah. think that's something that is hard to believe in yourself to do unless you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a difficult confidence to strike up unless you're, you know, back to the wall. But at the end of the day, I mean, you do just kind of figure stuff out if you really want to do it or give it a shot.
2: Yeah, it's it's like, It's it's a survival instinct that I feel like everybody has. It's just about putting it to use, you know. Whenever it comes to wanting to survive, our bodies and our minds do amazing things to help us survive, and you know that's that's kind of how I feel about this whole change. Is this is what I needed to survive, and even being afraid of getting out on the road and conquering those fears in the first fifteen minutes of driving. You know, I was able to survive that and get to a better place mentally, and now I'm as happy as I've been in, you know, five or six years, and this is what I wanted.
0: I did want to ask about shifting gears just a little bit. You'd mentioned, you know, starting Tea with Coffee a little bit before this all kind of came to fruition. How much did Tea with Coffee play into, you know, this decision, did it at all, and just you know what what's it been like kind of doing your own business and running that whole thing cuz you guys are really you know you're covering all bases i mean it's 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 really cool to be a part of from my perspective so how much has that played into this and just what's it like to be running your own publishing company from the road and just in general
2: Yeah, so played a good amount into the decision. We had a lot of logistics to figure out about the business because right now everything is set up to go to my house. Um, You know, all of our orders, all of our LLC, all of our mail, our business license, everything is set up to go to my address. So I can't have an address on the road. Obviously, because I'm moving from place to place. So I had to figure that out um, because I was like, you know, if if there's no way to do this, I've got to keep running the business. I'm not just going to shut the business down and put all of these authors out unless I just simply cannot help it. But once we figured out that aspect of it, I was like, you know what? This could help the business because... Now I'm going to be able to go to some of the bigger bookstores and the bigger festivals around the United States. If I'm able to show up, you know, to at least one or two of each of our authors' signings and give them some tips and show them how I sell books and just be there for them their first couple of times, that's something that means a lot to me and is really special to me. And, but running my own business, um, you know, it's really, I don't, I still work a day job because Tea with Coffee isn't about me making money. Tea with Coffee is about me helping other authors get published. And that has always been my main goal with Tea with Coffee Media. Um, I haven't ever wanted to become a millionaire off of it. Sure, if I can make a living off of it, that's great. That's fine. That's dandy. But ultimately, what I want to see is all of my authors succeed first and foremost. We do a lot of author trainings for our authors. Um, mm-hmm. we're very open for them. We do, we have resources for them. We do everything we can to help our authors out and provide them with the best possible service because our goal was to help people who may not have had the funds or the social media following or whatever it may be to have gone out there and become an author that's what we're here for. We're here to help them succeed in any way possible. This is something that is a passion of mine that I I use more as a way to build up other people than as a business. Um but I don't I can't do it by myself either. I've got a great team inside me. I mentioned them earlier in the podcast, Aaron, uh Kelsey and Victoria. They're just amazing. They help this company run They do amazing things for me, with me. I mean, it really is a team effort. This isn't just me. This is all of us working together to achieve this. And I couldn't do it without this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the team is important, especially when you're doing it the way you're doing it. And I mean, I can speak from experience, you guys really do put a lot of resources out there. And and really, it doesn't just seem like you're running through the cogs of, uh, okay, well, we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this. It's like, there's a lot of resources there to actually help you grow and thrive as an author, as a, as a, an author personality, for lack of a better word, like to try and really integrate this into, to being able to be people's livelihoods, which is, you know, the dream for a lot of, a lot of writers. I mean, I'll speak from personal experience. It's, it's something you want to be able to do. So it's, it's good to have this kind of thing in place to help people be able to do that yeah
1: you start to like produce audiobooks i would love to be the voice of audiobooks so
0: well courtney's Courtney, shooting her shot i'm shooting my we shot do,
2: we are looking at audiobook reporters so i will oh. keep that in mind um Ooh. we do have a process for audiobooks we just put out our first audiobook um, dawn of humanity which was our first release so we are going to be putting out audiobooks, and we are looking for audiobook readers. So mm-hmm. I will keep that in mind, Courtney.
1: Yeah, I feel like I have a good voice, so I would love to do that.
2: Yeah, I think you you could fit for some of our books. You could definitely fit for Yes!
0: Them. I mean, I think so. I'm biased, but I I, I support <laughs> Courtney shooting her shot here. I think she could go at it. That's
2: right. Why not?
0: Yeah, why not? Tea with Coffee. I mean, uh, you've talked a lot about it, but is there anything you want to like shout out?
2: So I'll say, um, you know, even if you're not, if you, even if you're looking to self-publish your own book, we offer editing, cover design, and marketing services to independent authors. They don't have to be authors that are Tea with Coffee Media authors. We welcome them to visit our website and check out some of our services. You know, we we're here to help all authors. We try to make our prices as affordable as possible. You know, we still have contractors, editors, designers, cover designers, people like that, that we have to pay. Um, But we try to make it as affordable as possible so that authors can have a resource through an actual publishing company. But also being sure to check out all of the authors that we have coming out. Look at our partners. Helps us promote our books, help us promote our business. And we believe in the whole saying, our vice president of operations, Aaron Jolly, says this at almost every author interview we do, but we are a small press. We partner with small podcasts, small bloggers, small YouTubers. We partner with small authors because we believe that the rising tide raises all ships. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise all of our ships together. We don't want to just see one of us go to the top. We want to see all of us go to the top. And that's all of our partners, all of our authors, all of our staff. This community of people who are raising each other up. And I think we, we've we done a really good job of that so far. And if anybody out there has a partner or has a podcast or a blog or a YouTube who wants to be a partner with us, just visit our website. And on the partner section, you can fill out an application. And um we're currently closed for submissions, but we'll probably open up back in June for book submissions. So um be sure to tune in to our website if you're an author who's looking to get published
1: that's great i actually um i had mentioned you guys to someone who was talking about like poems that she wanted to get um published and i was like oh well you know too with coffee
0: media nice. so <laughs> Thank i you. have i have shouted you out before hey thanks for listening to the show so far this episode of 30 dirty and dying is almost over but fear not there's plenty more to where this came from Whether you need to catch up on a few episodes you miss, or you want to revisit one of your favorites, we got you covered. And if you want to know what's coming up soon, make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram at 30DirtyAndDying. Now, don't go anywhere yet. Don't click off. Show's still going on. We're going to finish strong. Let's get back into it.
1: What is the one place that you absolutely have to travel to? Like, what is Where do you want to go?
0: Like
2: in the RV or just in general? In the RV, we obviously want to go to Colorado. Um, That's where my business partners are from. Um, So we either want to go to Colorado (laughs) or Alaska. Those are two top trips in the RV. And then international, we would love to go to Poland and Ireland. Poland because that's where my family heritage is. And Ireland because that's where her family heritage is. So. Those are our international travels that we probably wouldn't be able to take the RV on.
0: Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could try, but I don't... Fun fact,
1: I'm going to Alaska in September, so I'll get Ooh. back to you on that. I'm jealous. Yeah, we're going
0: on a cruise. You also were going to move to Colorado, weren't you, Courtney? Wait, yeah, right we before actually, I moved back here?
1: When Mike and I got married, so that was 2018... We wanted to move to Colorado. So like we actually applied for jobs out there. I went out there and like I had interviews, like we were wanting to do that, but um they didn't want to hire people that didn't physically live there, but we couldn't get a house there or a place to live if we didn't have a job there. So it just didn't work out for us. But it's beautiful. Colorado's so so pretty and I would love to visit there again.
2: Yeah, I've never been, but I'm so excited
1: yeah we went into the the colorado springs area that's really nice um it's about an hour away from denver
2: that's exactly where my business partners live is colorado springs oh my gosh i can
1: tell you all about it
2: (laughs) courtney our lives aligned so much it's so
0: (laughs) do i was was literally gonna say i was literally (laughs) gonna say like you guys are the same person based on
2: like (laughs) courtney's gonna be traveling in an rv next
1: i i don't know i have a lot of things (laughs)
0: I don't think I can fit in an RV. Hearing you talk about it, Tyler, I'm like Courtney. We should get an RV. Yeah, let's let's go, go buy an RV right now. Maybe we'll like our lives. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I won't be so sad all the time. Yeah, maybe it'll be awesome. We will meet you at the RV park. But I mean, <laughs> to wrap to wrap up, one of the last questions that we definitely want to hit you with is like, obviously, you make it you make it sound so great, and and we hope it it continues to be so fantastic for you. Not everybody is gonna go and, you know, sell their house and get an RV and and do the whole thing. And I mean, you've done like, three, four things that everybody's scared to death to do start your own business, do your own stuff, get an RV, sell your house. You've done it all in like, a very short amount of time. And I think that's fantastic. But do you have any like, advice or or thoughts for people who want to kind of capture that same level of making a change? But you know, are are not able or not in a place where they're going to do, you know, the most extreme version of it? Or do you feel like there's a middle ground? What would be your advice be for people on on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Clarissa, so you put it best earlier is it doesn't have to be a major change like this, but just figuring out what kind of change is best for you and best for your life is something that will help impact your happiness. Because you're right. I mean, it is a. sometimes it is something as simple as a change that can impact your life. So even if you don't want to sell your house and buy an RV, look at things like, you know, some people like cutting their hair and coloring their hair or getting a new piece of uh, new piece of artwork or tattoo or piercing, whatever it may be that you need to change in your life to make yourself feel a little bit happier. Go for it. Don't let anybody hold you back. I mean, it doesn't have to be something so huge and major that it alters, you know, the rest of your life. It can be something as small as a haircut or a tattoo. But being able to embrace those changes and say, you know what, this is what's going to make me happy and this is what I'm going to do, because ultimately you've got the control to make yourself as happy as possible. It's just you have to act on it. And that was something that I had to learn while yes, other people contributed to my unhappiness, ultimately what it came down to was I was letting them contribute to my unhappiness and I had to make the decision to do what was best for me. And that's what I did. Doing what was best for me is totally different than doing what's best for you, Clarissa or you, Courtney, and or whoever the listeners are. And I think just recognizing what that changes, recognizing what aspect of your life you have to alter to be happier is the big step forward.
1: That's such I good advice. Yep, Makes want to go agree. get another tattoo.
2: Yeah, me too. And
0: I just got one. So did I. <laughs> What'd you guys get? I, I don't have any yet. I want to go. Courtney, you gotta take me. What'd yeah, you guys I mean, get? I mean, have, I have 20 tattoos now, so.
1: I have
2: 20, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you guys are the same person. <laughs> Do
0: we just become best friends? I yep. think so. <laughs> I love this. Yeah,
2: I, I just got one on March 11th, and that was my 20th. What did you get? Uh, two roses for my mom and my grandma.
0: Oh, that's nice. What did you get, Courtney?
1: I got a oh, quote 20th. from one of Bo Burnham's songs from Inside. <laughs> I love it. It's a- it's almost over. It's just begun.
0: Aw, that's like nice. That. Well, this has been great. thank you so much, Tyler, for coming and 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 talking to us. I think this has been an awesome conversation. um you know obviously we are picking up what you're putting down. We all feel the same kind yeah. of thing, so to see somebody kind of moving forward and having some great advice on it is is always great, and you know you're welcome to come back whenever, whenever, wherever, just like the Shakira awesome. song says That's right. <laughs> so, um is there anything you know this is your if you want to plug anything if you want to say anything that you haven't gotten a chance to say yet um be sure you follow
2: us on all social media to travel t- for our travel blog. It's adventure w coffee. Um except for on TikTok, it's Adventure Wit Coffee because I've messed up. So you know.
0: <laughs> it happens.
2: But follow us there. Um you'll be able to find a link to our blog, adventure with wordpress.com. Um our website for Tea with Coffee is teawithcoffee.media. We are TW Coffee Media on all social media platforms. Um, I am Tyler Witkowski on all social media platforms.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll link to as much as we possibly can. Um, so we'll have that available for people who want to check you out, want to check out Tea with Coffee and, and follow the RV in the virtual go. sense of the word. We won't get you any soccer. But thank you so much again for coming on. This has yeah. been another episode of 30 Dirty and Dying. I'm Clarissa. I'm Courtney. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, And he's Tyler. <laughs> or Courtney. I'm not convinced that you're not the same person anymore. It could, so be. It could be. We could be. I, I, we'll I s- found the male version of myself. I guess we'll see who, who joins me next week. <laughs> Is it going to be Courtney? Is it going to be Tyler? We don't know. <laughs> Nobody uh, but knows. But this has been a good Nobody knows. You'll have to tune in. Um, <laughs> So we'll be back next 30 Thursday with more. Thank you again to Tyler and we'll see y'all next week.
1: Bye.